0: Hi, and welcome back to the Grindhouse Girls Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Katie. My co-host is Brittany, and this is a podcast about many strange and spooky movies. We cover a lot of independent movies and a lot of horror movies, and we do want to caution before starting the podcast that listener discretion is advised, and a lot of subject matter we cover is not appropriate for children and can be quite sensitive. So if that sounds like something that's up your alley, keep on listening. If not, thanks for stopping by. And on to the podcast. Hey there, this is Katie. Hi there, this is Brittany. And this is the Grindhouse Girls podcast.
1: And this week we're covering... Overlord! What? Overlord! Yay! Yeah, and it is streaming right now on Hulu yes it is and britney and i actually got to watch it together with taylor yeah we did and it was it was pretty rad i mean we got to snuggle we have um my house is full of animals um so we yes. we each had a dog or a cat and a blanket and we just watched overlord and uh that was a really fun movie because this movie um is not as serious as what we typically do on grindhouse there's not a lot of stuff nope. here to analyze it's very much a modern b film I would yes. say yeah with
0: a plus production and performances
1: Yes, that being said, I think we should kind of dive in just a little bit. Of course, um, once again, we are talking Overlord, which is on the Hulu, mm-hmm. um, and this is Season 2, Episode 3 of the Groundhouse Girl yeah. Podcast. <laughs> We're it happy is. to have you here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and is
0: there any news we need to do beforehand?
1: Uh, we officially, um, just on today's news, um, we have a new president, so um, we officially yeah. have Joe Biden in office. Inauguration Day was today, so. And, and, come. Kamala, Kamala, Hill, Har- Kamala. I never yeah.
0: remember how to say her name. Perfect. Harris is the first woman vice president, mm-hmm. which is really cool, and that's pretty cool. Whether and again, not judging who anybody voted for, just saying it's cool to have a new president. Yay, America! Yes, um, new new president, new start to twenty twenty one. Let's hope it's a good one.
1: Yeah, I am personally very excited. I always try to remind myself that I'm living for history. Um, we are going through things that it's just amazing, um, to think about. It's, it's kind of depressing at times, um, but really just incredible to think about. Um, I, I keep, have to remind myself that I'm living in a pandemic because some days I just put my mask on and don't really even think about the reasons I'm putting my mask on. Um, so I always try to be conscientious of that. So today, um, me and my coworker, um. We we make a lot of phone calls at work, but the first hour, we do a lot of emails, so we just had the inauguration on, and we were listening as we were sending emails, and um, just amazing just hearing things, and even seeing pictures of what it looked like compared to in the past. So, um, yeah, um, very exciting time. Um, I'm very excited. I hope uh, Biden brings a lot of wonderful things into effect uh, during his time in office, and um, as always, I'm an optimist. I'm looking forward to better days. Um, so, that's more on the serious th- side of things. On the kind of, like, personal side of things, we got a very lovely um, shout-out today by my friend Sabrina on her um, Instagram page. She does Trinkle. beautiful. Yes. It was so sweet. Um, my friend Sabrina, who we've been friends since high school, she has a Instagram page called Trinkled treasures handcraft and she actually makes um these beautiful earrings she handcrafts these earrings and um so if you guys want to shop locally um i always you know i love recommending local businesses um she's a stay-at-home mom um she makes these earrings while she's staying at home with her daughter um and they're lovely so if you love earrings like i do um you should check out her page in the course shop locally so i just thought i'd give that little shout out um katie yes it was so sweet
0: (laughs) oh no i was saying i had a we had a fun little weekend viewing party of course we're part of each other's quarantine so mm-hmm. we're only allowed to hang out with i think there's less than 10 people i've seen other than you know having to work in the medical field so yeah so we we did have an adventure though because Brittany's brother's dog bowser decided he wanted to take a walk in the woods without a leash and yeah. ran out of her door and there's woods between Brittany's neighborhood and a walking path in her neighborhood and well i didn't know that i just followed him into the woods because we were trying to get him to come back and he just wanted to take us for a ride so uh eventually we like <laughs> we like crawled through the woods yeah and then luckily i wore my hiking boots i don't know why i did i just happened to that day and uh we came through on the other side and Brittany's nephew was riding his bike as she was talking on the phone he's like i found him and then he was like y'all got this right peace out and then Brittany (laughs) had to carry bowser halfway home and this sweet neighbor was like do you guys need a leash i have an extra one and we're like i think we got it but thank you and then he did it again right before we left to go get food so that was an exciting... I, You know, I had wanted to go hiking last weekend, and my plans <laughs> got canceled, so I still got to go hiking, so yeah, so all good, but it was yeah. an adventure, to be sure. It was.
1: I, uh, I always joke that I want to run, and then I ran after Bowser, and I was like, I don't like yeah. this, I don't like this, like, <laughs> this is... I don't want to run. Fun <laughs> with the
0: animals. Anyways. I guess yes. that's all the news. I guess we should get back to, yeah. like, the intro to the movie Overlord. Yeah. yass.
1: Okay. So, yeah. So, this was this was my pick of the week. So, I'm going over some few little notes about the movie. So, this movie, as you probably know, Katie, was co-written with Mark L. Smith, mm-hmm. who wrote The Revenant. Yes. Uh, which I was like,
0: what? And what the hell? Martyrs um, from t- the American version of Martyrs. Yes. Which
1: I the american remake
0: yes which i've heard good and bad things about so
1: yeah i heard both movies i mean the original was very infamous and i heard the american remake is infamous and (laughs) i'm not a big gore porn person i don't think katie is either so i will be honest i haven't watched i do want to see the original one it is on our list
0: but yeah. I've heard the American one kind of dumbs some of it down. So it's kind of like, eh, just watch the French one. Mm. Um, but anyways, so, yeah. so good writer.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other writer, Billy Ray, uh, he wrote Captain Phillips, Richard Jewell. Um, he also wrote the first yeah. Hunger games movie. And this movie. other little
0: movie, yeah. Secret in Their Eyes, which oh. I, okay. So you know how YouTube always has targeted ads? Years ago when this movie came out. Literally every time I clicked on any kind of YouTube video, the trailer for that movie came on. It has Julia Roberts and Naomi, not Naomi Watts, uh, Nicole Kidman, and, oh, I can't remember his name, but another actor in it. Like, three pretty well-known actors in it. And I just, it's like something about, all I could figure out was, like, Julia Roberts' daughter gets murdered by a serial killer, and they try to catch him years Mm -hmm. later because he gets away with it on a technicality, and they all work for the FBI. And... I just was like, what the fuck is this movie? But I never, I think it was like an independent movie. It never came out anywhere in Alabama that I could find it. So finally it came on Netflix and I was like, holy shit, I have to watch this movie because I've seen the trailer 40,000 times. And it actually, I'm not going to say it's like the best movie ever, but it's kind of like Gone Girl true crime, kind of like trashy, like classy trash. Anyways, um, also it was produced by J.J. Abrams and everyone thought this movie was a Cloverfield movie it's
1: not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. So and there's a lot of like speculation that maybe it was originally supposed to be and something happened and blah 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 blah. I don't buy it. I think now people are like J J Abrams equals Cloverfield. Right. When we all got to remember that J J Abrams is known he did Armageddon before anything oh, else. Um and then now he's done Star Trek and Star Wars yeah, too. So uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yes. and you know,
0: <laughs> like I Ten Cloverfield Lane wasn't written for Cloverfield. They turned it into it on the other end. I did watch Ten Cloverfield Lane, and I really, really, mm-hmm. really liked that movie. And then Cloverfield Paradox was shit. Um, so yeah, <laughs> JJ Abrams. I feel like he works so much better when other people write his scripts, and then he just improves upon them. Because I actually did start reading the script for Overlord, and I had to like skimmed through it because there was a lot more exposition and backgrounds of stories. And, like, two of the characters who barely know each other in this movie before the events of the movie are, like, apparently best friends beforehand. And, like, the ending's, like, very, very different and stuff. So, like, he did, I think what J.J. J. Abrams says well is he kind of trims the fat of other people's scripts. And then, but you know, in this one I think he trimmed the fat but he kept the heart because I think... There's a lot of heart in this movie. It's not sappy, but there's yeah. a lot of, like, heart and soul without it. You know, it's not quite Saving Private Ryan World War II where you're, like, bawling your eyes out about it. Like, there's not, like, this moment where, you know, you go to the gravestone and you're crying and all that shit. But I will say that it is, like, it is, like, oh, like, you feel for these characters. Also, by the way, it was directed by Julius Avery,
1: who hasn't done a
0: whole lot of stuff yeah.
1: But he does have so his uh, his this was his second film after Son of a Gun, and I thought it was neat because the movie Samaritan he's doing is currently in production. Couldn't find a lot on it except that it's like a kind of a dark superhero Mm. movie, um, which I always like superhero movies, Mm. and I love when they're edgy and dark. Um, And then he's actually pre-production to direct Van Helsing, so I'm like, wow, he got one in production, one in pre-production. So maybe this is a director we're gonna see more of. That kind of makes I really liked this movie. I thought
0: the vision were really great, and I thought, the ter- I mean, it seemed, like, really well put together. Um, so yeah. So, I'm kind of, but it unfortunately wasn't a huge hit. The box office, it just barely broke even. Like, it was a $38 million yeah. budget, and it only made, like, $41 million worldwide. So...
1: Ooh, maybe VOD will help this out though. Like maybe it'll become one of those cult classics over maybe. time. I hope
0: people watch it because I was incredibly impressed by this movie. I didn't expect it to be the production value it was. Um, mm-hmm. I would say it would give Inglorious Bastards a run for their money, production-wise. Maybe not. Well, I yeah. don't know. I I like Inglorious Bastards, but I do I too. Almost thought this movie was a little more thoughtfully put together sorry Quentin Tarantino it's just sometimes sometimes he thinks he just has a really cool idea for sequences and so he just throws shit in there because he's like but this will look really cool and I'm like it does Tarantino and you can do that now because you're Tarantino who the fuck cares but I did think this movie was a little tighter script wise even than maybe in Glorious Bastard oh. was not in a bad way not a Ooh, bad way
1: controversial just, like <laughs>
0: Everything, like, had a setup, and it, and it came together and stuff, and sometimes there's tangents in Tarantino movies that don't get completely tied up with a ribbon. It's just because he wants to do something cool, and that's fine, because he's, it's just like David Lynch, which, by the way, it's David Lynch's birthday today. Happy birthday, David I, I Lynch! I just said that was the news. I was like, oh my god, it's David Lynch's birthday. Love you, David Lynch. I have no idea how he feels about his <laughs> birthday being on Inauguration Day, but that's okay. Um... Yeah, so, yeah, anyways, um, so interesting, mostly the screenwriters are very veterans, but it seems like the director was pretty new to directing, which I think this is very impressive for it only being your second movie, so. Yeah,
1: I would totally agree with that. Um, that being said, we're kind of going to real quick dive into a synopsis, so the... This one was a little hard to write a synopsis about, um, because for a movie that doesn't have a lot going on, it does have a lot mm-hmm. going on, and Katie knows exactly what I mean yes. by that. But, to give you a brief synopsis, guys, so this movie, when a team of American soldiers are dropped behind enemy lines at the eve of D-Day, nothing can prepare them for the horrors that await them in a Nazi-occupied village. Yes. That's all you get. Yes. Yeah, that's what you get, guys. Um... And then we're, of course, going to give you some characters. Just a couple. Um, I'm probably, I'm going to probably um, butcher some names. I'm so sorry, um, actors. I do apologize. Katie, please correct me. I know you're a little bit better about watching interviews with actors. But they didn't um, say their names. Joven Adep- Adep- they didn't say their names. So oh, like, yeah. shit. Damn it. Um, so, I'm going to say Joven Adipo. Or maybe Adipo.
0: A-D-E-P-O.
1: Adipo. Yeah. Um, he's Private First Edward Boyce. Uh, they call him Boys throughout the movie because, hey, it's the military. You go by your mm-hmm. last name. Um, so, he's the one that he, uh, covers some experiments. And we'll get ready to yes. deep dive into that later. Um, but, actually, he... So, there was two or three of these actors. That I was like, where do I know mm-hmm. their faces from? And then when I looked them up, I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. So, Joe Vint played Hooded Justice in the HBO yeah, Watchmen series. Yeah, he was
0: in Watchmen. Yeah. And, uh, oh,
1: and he, was he was good.
0: in... The movie version of Fences, which is on my list. I'm going to watch, honestly, The Dad and Fences, the play. I studied it in college, and the dad just annoyed... Like, he's just such a not a good person in the... From what I remember, I haven't read it in a really long time. Mm -hmm. But I was just like, I really want to see Denzel Washington in this movie but I really am not sure if I really want to watch Fences because it just made me sad when I read it the last time. So, But it's apparently, I mean, I've heard rave reviews about it, so I'm sure the performances are top-notch. I'll watch it when I'm feeling depressed one day. Um, <laughs> and then also we have Kurt Russell's son slash Goldie Hawn's son in this movie. Wyatt Russell.
1: Yeah. Who was in 22 Jump Street. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I recognize him from is um, the Black Mirror episode Playtest. So, he'll also be playing John Walker in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is going to be a Disney Plus series. That's obviously part of the Marvel Cinematic Interesting. Universe. Division cool.
0: came out. I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard...
1: I need to I watch really, it, too.
0: I am not super into the Marvel Universe, but I really like Elizabeth Olsen. And, um, shit, I'm forgetting his name. But, uh, mm, oh my god. The... F- frick is his name
1: oh dun dun dun. what is
0: his name what is his name what is his name
1: as we all go There's what is his beak. name
0: Bet Be- paul Bettany. Bethany. yes B- paul Bethany. i like okay. him anyways so he plays Ooh. the is he a robot i don't know i was trying to look up who these characters were and i was yeah. like he's an android <laughs> What's happening? Why is his face red? I don't understand, but it looks really cool. Yeah, so, and I really like Elizabeth Olsen, so um, I will watch that. So
1: I know Elizabeth Olsen is Scarlet Witch because Scarlet Witch is actually like one of my favorite characters. And then he plays Vision. Thank you. I feel so bad. I just blinked on Vision's name, but Vision is like Scarlet Witch's lover. Um, mm. But isn't so, he an android? I don't think he is an android. Um, I don't shit. know. Anyways. I'm just like, this is embarrassing. We're go that <laughs>
0: Anyways, WandaVision looks He is an android. Like, yes. um, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> WandaVision looks interesting. Yeah. So maybe we'll watch that. Um, and, Yay. like, that character is very interesting because um, Boyce is like, he wants to embrace nonviolence, but he's still going to do- finish the mission. And Ford is like, super. Hardened by war, and he's like, you know, we are he's like more of a veteran soldier, and he's like, we have to do the mission at any cost. So, they have a different, a very different dynamic, and they are really close friends in the script, the original script, and they don't really know each other in what happened, what ended up being the script. So, I found that interesting when I tried to read some of the script. I pulled up Brittany and looked up the script today because I was off work, so I was like, oh, let me just flip through this a couple pages um who's the next person you want to talk about real quick
1: um i feel bad because obviously i'm a huge game of thrones fan and Lou i feel bad As-Bick? that i, I asbic yes so P. knew asbic as captain uh Woff- wafner Waffner da- uh of course uh so
0: as a v wafner
1: yes So, Pilu um, is playing the main antagonist in this, who is an SS captain. Um, He's kind of known at this point for playing Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones. um, He's in Ghost in the Shell, too, apparently. He, he did! Okay, so yes, so uh, he plays Bato in Ghosts of the Shell, um, which all my Ghosts in the Shell fans uh, of the anime knows exactly who he is because we love him and he's wonderful. Um, and I feel bad because I just was like, they did not need to fucking make a live action Ghost in the Shell, so I've never watched it, um, even though I heard mixed reviews about yeah. it. I actually have People who love that, and then other people that were like, "This was really unnecessary." Um, before that, there was a Ghost in the Shell second movie called Innocence, which was also a very huge movie. Um, Another thing I love about Bato, uh, our Bato um, in the series, is that he's a big animal lover. Uh, so, yeah, I love that character in Ghost in the Shell. So I was like, "Oh my god!" I had literally no—I forgot clue. At I forgot all. he was in the Borgias, yeah.
0: Borgias too, which I've seen a mm-hmm. few episodes of that. Um, and I forgot he was in that as well. So I was like, "Oh, he sent some stuff." Also, okay. Uh, yeah. The next character, Tibbet, um, mm-hmm. played by John Margaro. Um, apparently, he's in. Mm-hmm. Orange is the new black, but I don't remember who he plays. Yes, but
1: he was. Um, he was also
0: on the Umbrella Academy as Leonard yes. in the first season, and I yep. was like the whole. That was the guy that the whole time I was like, I know the Game of Thrones people. But why do I know this guy's face and voice? And then I was like, "Oh my god, he was that dude in
1: the Umbrella Academy season one." Mm-hmm. I don't like his character, but um, no, hate his character is not likable. But, um, but in Orange and the New Black, and this is actually, I was surprised to remember him. He is. Did you watch a lot of Orange? I watched and the, the New first Black? like three seasons. Do you remember? Um, it is the really pretty, really sweet inmate. She like curls her hair, wears like bright red lipstick. Um, yes, it's her husband. It's oh, her husband. She gets married. To she him. does. Yeah. Okay, so I
0: didn't get that far in. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, so Tibbet is a smart talking sniper and paratrooper. He's always chewing gum, and he has this like tough guy act. Um, and he begrudgingly bonds with a little boy, and it's adorable. And then pretty unknown actor but he was apparently in the Inbetweeners, which i think is a british show that i've heard of but not watched uh dominic applewhite as rosenfeld a jewish american paratrooper he's very close with boyd so i think in the script they switched boyd and rosenfeld to be closer than boyd and ford so they're like friends they're right next to each other and like when they're about to in the beginning when they're about to jump the plane Uh, jump out of the plane jump the plane jump out of the plane um he's like don't worry i'm gonna be right behind you i'll be right behind you and then he like can't find him after they land and then they do find each other um i thought he actually did a really good job
1: he just makes he is also i only saw a few episodes of this show on netflix but um sex education he plays in sex education he's only one episode though so yeah i was like oh i've heard this is a
0: good show and then i was like Oh, he's only in one episode. He might be a great episode. It's just apparently he... I thought he was a regular, and I was like, I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but it may be, maybe maybe mm-hmm. people recognize him from that one episode. Um, and then we've got... I always... What is... How do you say this name? Because... Is it Ayn? Oh, yeah. Ayn. I would say Ayn, Ayn or Ian. Yeah, the yeah. Case sticker. He's... Uh, He sounds... Irish or Scottish. He's Scott. He sounded really, he's I was going to say he sounds Scottish and then I was, <laughs> I was second guessing. Um, he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and lots of British TV and he plays Chase, an American paratrooper and photographer who sometimes forgets the mission isn't about taking photographs. Um, he's like mm-hmm. the least skilled and I really thought he was going to die a lot earlier in the movie. So I thought he was going to die in the first five minutes, but instead, was, is this a spoiler? Because it happens pretty early on.
1: Yeah, no, I, no, it's, oh, no, no, well, yeah, we'll get, no, we we'll get not to gonna that scene, because that's actually, yeah, that's actually one of my favorite yes, scenes in the is. movie, so. Um,
0: I also think, uh, we should mention, though, uh, getting off of that, uh, Jacob Anderson.
1: Yes! Great Joy! Great Worm! Not Great Joy, that Great okay. Worm, Great Worm, why did I call it Great You're Joy? You're fine, um, who plays Dawson,
0: who's, a he's, okay, so he's supposed to be Southern, like, Southern American, and, um, he's trying to write a book about his own experiences, but I'm sorry, Jacob Anderson, uh, your southern accent sounds like, ha, I'm from the deep south, and not just like, ha, I'm from Georgia. Like, it was just a little, I don't know. Uh, that was, we were kind of giggling about it. We are like, okay. And we, we skipped mm-hmm. over, I'm so sorry, we skipped over.
1: No, you're good. Uh, yeah, um, Matil Olivier, Olivier, yeah. Olivier? Uh, probably Olivier. Yeah. She's actually French. Yeah, and she plays Chloe, uh, Laurent, who's Paul's sister, Paul's the little boy Katie mm-hmm, was referring by to. Chloe uh, or Toffer. Yeah. And she's a French civilian. Um, She is a French actress, producer, and model. Um, I feel bad; I did not recognize anything that she was in. But she's still very young. They're all like French
0: things, but she speaks extremely well, good English, and she's very funny. Like I watched a couple interviews, and she was just like, and she was like joking about having like a flamethrower in her purse, which was cute. So she seems cool. I hope she does more stuff because I actually thought she did a really good job. Maybe she'll be like yeah Binoche and come over to American cinema and we'll be able to see her and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and the only other person, he, he's not in the movie for very long, but I did really, really like um, Bokeem Woodbine, who apparently got an Emmy nomination for his role in the Fargo TV series. And he was also in Spider-Man Homecoming, but I don't remember his character as the their um, captain for the American troops. And... Oh This yeah. man completely threw me off because he does not look that much like Dave Chappelle, but I swear to God, he sounds just like Dave Chappelle. Just like, like especially Dave Chappelle now that he's older. Not Dave Chappelle when he was younger, but he sounds like an older, hardened Dave Chappelle like he is now. And I was like, is Dave Chappelle in this movie? And then I was like, nope, that is a different person because once I saw his face, I was like, not really. But he really sounds like Dave Chappelle and it threw me off. But I think yeah. the, the Je- Bokeem... Uh, was, Woodbine, was very good. I thought he was good comic relief, and he he played a really good, like, tough older soldier role, and I think he did a good job. And now I want to go watch whatever season of Fargo he's in, because I want to see more of this mm-hmm. guy. Uh, anyways, um, I guess should we say, do we recommend people seeing this before we get into spoilers?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I would definitely recommend it. So would you, yes, Katie? Yes, it is a
0: fun watch. I think even Taylor had a fun time watching it.
1: Like he it yeah. the whole time. Taylor My husband literally goes, I liked it when it mm-hmm. ended. So yeah. Definitely definitely has a Taylor stamp of yeah. approval. So and, it, and it's not yeah. not
0: this is nothing about Taylor. But you know, like Taylor hasn't liked some of the slower moving movies that we've watched because we were talking about like like Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which we loved. Um, although I had a more negative view of it, but like it was a really solid movie and he was like, That was boring or something and I was just like "Yeah." But like it's it's not boring. it's interesting, and there's a lot of action. I will say I'm gonna warn you, I can watch gory stuff all day long, but war violence gets to me. Um, I saw flags of our fathers in theaters, and it was in like surround Sound, and there that is very realistic, violence wise and world war it's, it's another World War II movie. Um, that got to me, and this movie, especially the very beginning, once they get to, like, the main plot, it's not as scary, like, realistic, because it's more supernatural, but the beginning is, like, you're in a plane with people paratrooping down into war, and it's hell, and it actually is really shocking. But, I mean, it, it seems very realistic to what you would have experienced if you were in World War II. Um, so, I love that they were really accurate with stuff. But, um, if that's the kind of thing that bothers you, like, I remember trying to watch Saving Private Ryan. And I had, it took me two tries. because I was very young. I was, like, 14 when I was trying to watch it. And I had to, like, leave the room and come back. Because, like, the people storming Normandy Beach. Like, it, it just was so violent. And I was just like, this really happened you know yeah exactly but anyways uh but i think about that and i think about how people like my grandpa were like kids and they were fighting a horrific thing because it had to be done because hitler had to be stopped because hitler's a dick
1: yeah exactly um and no fuck Hitler. we said that three times in the
0: last episode when we were talking about this movie i kept it in fuck hitler
1: yes fuck hitler um <laughs> instead of you know and fuck Hitler, yes. like yeah so uh so yeah with that we are officially gonna get into spoilers Yay! so um and we're gonna do this three two one you've been warned Sorry, okay so i absolutely love this opening yes. scene uh katie was just talking about it so literally they're getting ready to be para- paratrooped i guess is that the correct term behind sure. enemy lines uh they are paratroopers. Yeah, we're going to say
0: par- I'm not sure. Yes. Please
1: correct us if we're wrong, because yeah. I've never
0: served in the armed forces. But thank you if you have. I don't know. My friend Christy actually is in the armed forces. Thanks, Christy. And she listens to our podcast. I love you, Christy.
1: Thank you, Christy. Um, and thank you for your service. Um, She's a badass so bitch. I I'm I love just going to say... I'm going to say paratrooping as a verb. Uh, they're being paratrooped into enemy lines. And they're kind of... You get this very quick setup about, like, it's Boyce is kind of the main character. He's very sensitive. He's not really prepared for this. You know, they give him some shit about boot camp. You meet the other characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, how Katie said, Ford. He's kind of, like, corporal. He's commander over this unit. He's very seasoned. Boyce is not. You know, we have, obviously... um tippet who is kind of the jackass he kind of gives everyone yeah, shit he says he's going to kill well, hitler
0: with station- one shot
1: bam bam yeah exactly like, he's going to kill hit with okay. one shot um Next thing you know, and, like, this is what kind of got me. So they run into some turbulence, which is like, okay, whatever, they're in a plane. Literally, there's enemy gunfire Uh from below Mm -hmm. the plane, and it it kills about half the guys on the plane. It's so sudden and unexpected, and I think I literally went, oh, my God, which I don't, yeah, I don't usually have vocal reactions to films when I'm watching them. But it
0: was pretty, and I was just like, I don't like this. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So which is probably yeah. why
1: I shouldn't join the armed forces cuz I would suck at it. I know. I would I would too cuz it's like Katie was saying it's so intense and so the next thing you know they're, they're getting these people ready and like their commander um literally I I told Taylor, Katie I was like oh my god he just grabbed them by the head cuz he literally yeah. grabs him by because the he's head their and lives throws him fucking the plane. plane is going down yeah. and there's a fire and it's in the way
0: the plane is tilted is he's trying to get them away from the fire, so he's literally throwing people out of the plane because they're trying to do, not manual evacuation, but they have to go to manual, and they do a really cool thing where like, once the light turns green, the sound cuts out, and you're just kind of in Boyd's head, and a Boyce's head, and um, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. And then the coolest part is then they have the camera on Boyce, and he's like free falling in the air um try and like i i literally screamed at the tv pull your rope pull your rope pull your thingy oh my god because i was like oh god he's not gonna get it and he gets it right before the water which probably saved his life because if you're floating too long with your parachute the germans would have had more time to shoot you in the air so probably actually saved his life that he didn't pull his parachute until like the last minute
1: Yeah, and it's, like, terrifying. Like, it's, like, it's such a phenomenal sequence that it feels like an eternity when really it's all happening maybe within three or four minutes. Um, It's so quick. Um, But it's so, I mean, this is when we're like, okay, this is some high-quality shit we're watching. Like, (laughs) Like
0: it's really... I would say it it does bring you to, like, a more realistic war movie. And that's what I did not think this movie was. Like, I thought it was going to be more like Inglourious Bastards, where it does take place during World War II, but you don't feel like you're in a war movie. You feel like you're in a movie that just takes place during World War II. This movie feels like a war movie, and there's just zombies thrown in there at some point.
1: Yeah. It's a B-movie that takes itself seriously. Um, which is not something you see very no. often within this genre no, at all. Because usually, once you see a B movie, it's like we're making fun of ourselves. We know we suck, and it's like, no, this movie takes itself seriously, but it also understands its campy. Also,
0: in a lot also, of ways. there's a lot of humor in it without being camp, like yeah. too campy. Like, like there's a really funny scene. So they all start. So boy, Boyce lands. He's trying to find Rosenfeld, and um because he's his friend uh, jacob jacob is rosenfeld's first name um so he's mm-hmm. like jacob jacob and he's seeing all these dead people and they he and ford see their captain get gunned down by nazis he's going out with humor though so i love it anyways so and then they meet up with uh gray <laughs> dawson and Tibbet and um chase the photographer and he has so he has, like, a little camera, but he has a big camera with a giant flash, and it's silver, and, like, Ford is just like, wow, it's such a nice camera. He's like, yeah, thanks. And he's like, can I see it? Can I see it? And he just throws it away. He's like, that's a big fucking reflection. We're going to get seen by anybody. He's like, oh, okay. And it's just, like, it's, it's a funny little. So there's a humor, but it's not, like, overly, like, gaha, like, funny, funny, which I like. Yeah. It's great. And then we have I do another like. really good scene, which do you want to go into this scene in the field?
1: Yeah, so a poor, like, you're getting to know a little bit about Private First Class Charlie Dawson and Ooh. how his mom is a cook and he's going to make a cookbook. And then he gets taken out by a landmine. He just steps on it blows oh him God. up. And it's like, what the it's fuck? Like, <laughs> well,
0: Brittany did yeah. call it because she was like, oh, no, character development. He's going to die. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do that every so after watching like The Walking Dead for years. It's like every time they're like, "Oh, look, you're getting to know this character." I'm like, "And he's gonna die in the next yeah, episode." Game and sure Thrones enough, so every time, too. yeah, With Game of Thrones Carsey, did that quite a lot. Carcy was she? Which Carcy was, she was again? the the um, battle of Hel- not Helm's Deep, what The fuck oh my god oh fuck uh don't, ah! fuck, 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 don't tell me don't tell me don't tell me don't how hard, oh, home. No. hard home she was like the yeah mom you in got to know home. her for like like you got to know her for like six minutes like she's speaking up at the meeting and, and shit. you're like, you're like yeah, yeah. This, is a badass wild this is our new yeah. torment and then it's like oh
0: no she's a white walker already oh okay
1: yeah she gets taken out by some kid white walkers yeah, yeah. poor carcy but her kids got out so that's good yeah, her little girl's did. That is good. The so. Worst. But yeah, Helms did. I know. Yeah, Game of Thrones did yeah. that too. But um yeah, not longer after that, though not long after poor Dawson is dead, uh Via landmine. We do meet um of course, uh Chloe. Chloe. Um and so they, I guess I'm going to speed for this a little mm-hmm. bit, where they kind of, like, they're like, okay, she saw us, now we're going to go with her, and she leads them back to her village, mm-hmm. which is obviously Nazi-occupied, not, not yep. and she takes them into her home, she's like, oh, we gotta be quiet, my aunt lives here, blah, And then blah, blah, some so. bitch
0: blows a whistle, oh, my, I'm sorry, this lady like, misses yeah. like something, something French. Um, this woman was like, you're out past curfew. They're going to take you to the church. I don't know why she has to be such a bitch. Do you really want everyone to die? And so she blows her whistle and she's like, the captain's going to come. And Chloe covers for the, um, the Americans. And she just is like, oh yeah, I'm going home. It's fine. And these jackass officers are like taking her bag and being dicks. And then this captain... Uh, comes up and stops it and he yells at them and lets her go. Um, And you're like, oh, well, maybe he's not such a bad Nazi. But he is. He's a very, very bad Nazi. He is not a nice man. Um, And she brings them back into the house with her aunt. And her aunt uh, is, quote, unquote, very sick. And it's very, um, I think Brittany pointed this out, the walk up to the village is very reminiscent of a Resident Evil early game. Like, the the church is, like, up on a hill, and it's, like, almost looks castle-like, and there's a little village, and it's dark, and then there's, like, people are so sick and disappearing, and you're, like... And there's a weird dog-like jackal uh, head... In the forest, like, mm-hmm. a skeleton in the forest. And it's like, oh. It's very, like, Wolfenstein meets Resident Evil is basically this movie. Um, in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah. So, she, we meet her little brother, who thinks every American plays baseball. And tries oh, to, he's so, cute. so he He's, like, the cutest little street urchin-looking child. Because it's, a uh, hello, it's war-torn Europe. Yeah, everyone looks like a street urchin because it's awful. Um... And he like his pants are too big and he's got this little like sweater vest on and he's got his little baseball glove and his baseball and he goes up to Tibbet and she's and he starts saying stuff in French and he's like fuck off kid and she's like he just thinks every American plays baseball and he just wants to play with you and he's like get me a pool cue and we'll we'll talk and I was like oh god Um, Tibbet annoyed the shit out of me and he does grow on you but I was like somebody shoot him I'm just kidding. Actually, he ended up being fine, but I was like, ah, he's fucking annoying. Um, So they're hiding in the attic and um, uh, Boyce, I think this is when he sees, this is when Brittany and I got the jump scared out of us, which I did, by the way, tape me watching that other part. So hopefully we might have a video about it because we videotaped ourselves freaking out. Um, so Boyce is, like, walking through her hallway, and he goes up to the aunt's room, and there's a jump scare where you can see that she, like, kind of looks like a fucking zombie, and she just kind of looks at him like, ah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, we we jumped and screamed, and it was very funny. Um, <laughs> I think her breath, oh, and funny. Bowser came into the room to check on us, and yeah. Yeah, he did. He's like, y'all okay? Riley didn't care, because we didn't have food. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> Bowser was very, very concerned about us. And, um, and then the captain shows up and they have to hide. And this is when we figured yeah. out it was the guy from Game of Thrones. Cause we, you couldn't really tell when he had his hat on, but once he took his hat off, you're like, Oh, that's Euron Greyjoy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and yeah. apparently he's been blackmailing Chloe for sex, um, to keep her and her brother out of the castle slash church because we're whatever is going on is going on um because both of her parents have already been taken there and her aunt was taken there and then brought back all zombified um and he's uh Boyce decides after bonding with her that he just can't let that happen and he and Ford come down and they take him hostage and um there's some really cute moments where um while they're tying him up Boyce and Chloe are, like, bonding and he's talking about how, like, I was mowing my lawn and a letter came from the army and she's like, yeah, I was gonna be a vet in England and that's why I can speak English really well and the war changed that. So, yeah, yeah, a little character development there. He he learned French from his grandma who was from Haiti. I was like, oh, that's a, okay. That's a plausible explanation and apparently she's from Louisiana and then I thought it was weird that the French person didn't know about Louisiana when, like, most people from Louisiana are French and you would think that is like the one part of America French people would know about but maybe not I don't know Yeah, maybe because mm. it's all the people that left France I don't know but uh, <laughs> but there's some character development and they decide that they're going to try to go for the tower even though they don't have that many people present and while Boyce is on his way to get into the get to do some reconnaissance he gets chased by a dog and ends up like, in a truck full of dead bodies. Dead German bodies, mm-hmm. not American bodies. Because we were trying to figure it out, and then we figured mm-hmm. out that the, the green was different on their uniforms. they just slightly yeah. different. It's hard when there's a, just, everyone's in army uniforms and everyone picks green for their army uniforms and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he gets into the castle slash church. Um, also, by the way, they burned all the crucifixes, which was a dick move. Um, mm-hmm. Which we thought they were real bodies at first, because... <laughs> we were on edge after that. they airport. look real <laughs> and then we're like yeah. that is like okay this is like a catholic side moment um there's nothing that freaks me out more in church than a life-size crucifix the church near our college that i would go to has like a, a the crucifix is so big that it looks like jesus could literally just step down off the cross and just hang out with you which might be comforting to some but for some reason like a statue of jesus like coming to life and just hanging out terrifies me like, like, no, thank you. I don't need statues coming to life. No, I'm like, I want my my crucifix, like, just you know, just smaller than life. Okay, thank you. Um, that's just my own personal thing. Um, but anyways, uh, he goes into the basement of the church, mm-hmm. and there's all kinds of creepy zombified things. There's people in gross cocoons, or there's nasty stuff. It apparently the tar. Because I listened better the second time. So the tar underneath the city of this little village in France has life-giving properties. And they've quote-unquote refined it by using the villagers. And so basically they're taking people who are dead or... Yeah, are dead. And they're reanimating their corpses. But they're not like... Some of them are very zombified. And some of them like seem to have their humanity... Like, Boyce opens up yeah. one of the cocoons, and the person asks him to help him. And then, the I think the creepiest one was the spine lady. Yeah. And it's this mm-hmm. woman, which, I'm going to suspend my disbelief, because I'm pretty sure you'd have to have lungs to still be able to talk. But um, she's just a head and a neck and a spine, no body. And she's um, asking, she keeps saying, S'il vous plaît, uh, a a retza." I think it's Which means, it means and help stop me. Right? Help me please. See who plays, please. Okay. But she's saying help me please. Um, or stop please or something like that. Then he finds Jacob. He finds Rosenfeld and he's got a bunch of shit <gasps> stuck in him. And um they see the Nazis reanimate a corpse and he's like, What the fuck? So he gets Jacob out of there by going through a, a sewer, which I think well, I think it was Taylor that pointed out. Oh, that's gross because he just like pulled a giant needle out of his side. Yeah, um, and now we get to go into the sewer water. Hooray! And he's barefoot. Yeah. Hooray! Um, but they get back to uh, Chloe's house, and then mm-hmm. Ford starts torturing the Nazi guy because he brings back one of the syringes of the serum, the life, the zombie serum, and they start um, grilling. Waffner. I oh, don't know. Do you want to take it from here? I feel like I've talked a little bit too
1: much. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Because I just was like, some of the things I was like, yes, I remember. And then sometimes I was like, okay, the transition part. I was like, okay. So yeah, they start grilling him a little bit. And obviously he's not going to give anything up. And then this is where I, I remember the next big scene, but I'm trying to remember the transition of that I know um, so Chase comes back. So Private Chase mm-hmm. is back. And They send him up there, so after they grill him, and they're trying to figure out the mission, they're talking about the mission because they really need to get to the church to blow up the radio tower, I believe is the main mission, right? Yes, there's a radio tower,
0: and if they don't blow it up, Normandy, the invasion D-Day isn't going to happen, basically. So, oh yeah, and that's why it's called Overlord. Sorry, we glossed over that. The reason it's called Overlord is that was the Allied troops' code name for the invasion of Normandy slash D-Day. Um, along with was Operation Overlord. I think it was Operation Neptune, I want to say. That it was Overlord right. and Neptune. I think Neptune maybe was the British version, but I, I didn't get to look that part up, but that was in the IMDb stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's why it's called Overlord. Because um, we were trying to figure out, I was like, is it over, is this like Lords France? And maybe it's the water that's making the zombies, because the water is supposed to be special in Lords, but then it's spelled different. And then finally, we googled it, and it was like, no, Overlord was the operation name for. We DJ. all go, oh, oh okay, because um, yeah. you know you have code names for things, so people don't actually know what you're talking about. Um, so, anyways, so they're about to start. Oh, because they get Jacob all fixed up too, mm-hmm. and then they're going to go um, to the mission once again and
1: yeah um they sent chase up there for Wagner. yes they tell chase
0: to I, go get Wafner ready which
1: yes why would you send one person and not two exactly exactly and of course so voffner gets the best of him um he gets shot multiple times yes. Um, they get up there and of course they're like freaking out because they're like, oh my god, Chase is dying. And you know, Boyce, who's already has experienced so much death, is yeah. kind of already PTSD from mm-hmm. everything that's already happened in the film. Um, he just kind of like gets, breaks down and he sees what we all saw coming. Mm-hmm. He sees that syringe and he decides to jab it into Chase. And so, you know, you know, um, cool Ford is, yeah, it's a really cool sequence. So Ford is like, you know, okay. Ford's very much about the mystery, and so Ford's like, you know, uh, so going back to the tower, and then Chase just kind of like sits up, and he's like, <gasps> and everyone's like, oh, okay, because oh, he has like eight eight shot like eight shots in his chest, and he's like, I'm thirsty, and so he drinks like this whole thing <laughs> of water, but then he crushes the canteen in his he's hand. Like, he's like, oh, weird. that's weird. <laughs> And they're like Chase, stand up, and Chase stands up, and he's like almost like a drunk, and they're like, "Oh, Chase, sit down." And then Chase is like, "Man, I have a headache," and he just fucking like punches his head into like one of the beams and breaks it. And then it's like, "Oh my god, it's such a cool sequence." And my understanding is that they didn't really they use old school creature effects for the majority of the sequence. Yeah, he snaps
0: his neck neck backwards, and bones shoot out of his neck. It's Crate. Oh my it's god. It's so gross, but it's really cool oh. looking. Um and he starts like attacking Boyce and so um Ford shoots him and it still doesn't kill him and Boyce maybe he's seen zombie movies. Well no Night of the Living Dead was in the sixties, so probably not. Mm-hmm. Um but his grandmother was from Haiti and you know Haiti has um what should we call it? not real zombies, but quote unquote mm-hmm. zombies. If you've ever seen this serpent and the rainbow That's a cool movie, by the way. Um, But there's, like, a zombie thing, but it's more like mind control with drugs and brainwashing than anything else. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, so maybe that's how he knew, but he he busts his face in with the back of the rifle. And it's really sad because he he tells, well, Tibbet tells the story about how he couldn't even kill a mouse in boot camp. And how he kept yeah. like taking the mouse out to a field instead of actually killing it and it kept coming back. And so this is kind of his turning point to like um like I mean kinda of over violence, but he still doesn't want to be he doesn't prefer violence, but he's kind of finally figured out like sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do, you know, to save people. So like and that's the thing about yeah. World War True is like I hate that so many young people died fighting that war but also I'm not saying war is great it's not it's awful I hate it but they were protecting the world from pure evil so he's kind of coming to that realization like sometimes even it's if you find violence distasteful sometimes you have to do what you don't want to do to protect people so it is yeah. a cool turning point as a character development and I like that that a lot of characters have development um yeah but yeah so they don't have chase and unfortunately because they were all distracted fucking vopner grabs paul and runs out and hands him to another nazi who oh by the way two of the like other nazis were also in game of thrones as other characters yeah i read that and one of them was oh shit was the golden company guy the one that we didn't like the guy that spit on the baseball um, mm-hmm. That was the Golden Company guy. He was in oh, a picture okay. with yep. Um, Um, Euron Greyjoy, and I was like, "Oh, it's that dude!" So, anyways, they kick Um, Paul into a car and drive away. And luckily, um, our American soldiers do shoot Waffner in the face, and he like starts looking like Two Face because, like, basically half of his jaw gets sawed off. It's great. Yeah. Um, but Paul, unfortunately, is being taken to the church. They also have, like, two hours before Normandy is going to hit. So they really need to get the job done. So they're like, well, we just got to do this. And Chloe's like, but we have to get Paul back. And Chloe takes up two guns by herself and was like, "Fucking, I'm going with you. And they're like, um, okay. And Tibbet kind of is like, hey, why don't we just, like, you know, Boyd's trying to fight for, like, let's save Paul and do the mission. And Ford's trying to be like, we can't concentrate on that. We have to do the mission. And Tibbett's just like, hey, yeah. kill two birds with one stone. And so they decide they're going to save Paul and get the mission done. And they're going to um, light the explosives from under the tower so they can destroy the laboratory, too. After everything points mm-hmm. yeah. On. So um, they get there. And this is, like, the coolest sequence is that Chloe um, runs a, runs from creepy spit on the baseball Nazi and he's in like a motorcycle. Those really cool motorcycles with the sidecars, like the one that Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and his dad rode in in uh, last crusade. Mm-hmm. So um, he is one of those like cool motorcycles, like the like forties motorcycles. And um, he chases Chloe and um, f- f- chases her down to a bridge, which might be the same bridge from game of Thrones. I'm not sure, but it looks like the yeah. bridge were. um, Jamie and Brianne fight, like someone recognizes them on the road and they have to fight on this bridge. Mm-hmm. And it looks just like that one. Yeah. And everything was filmed in England, so it quite possibly could be because a lot of things from Game of Thrones was filmed in England. So it quite possibly could be the same bridge. Um, not 100% sure, but it would make sense. Especially since so many of those people worked on Game of Thrones, they could probably be like, hey, you know, this bridge looks really cool, guys. Um, anyways. So, um, they, uh, Boyd and Ford come out of nowhere and, um, knock him out and they sent him with his hands tied to the motorcycle and his, there's a big piece of duct tape on his mouth and, um, he, they sent him into the church and no one can hear what he's saying. So they keep trying to take the duct tape off and he keeps like not letting them and they hold him, rip the duct tape off oh, it turns out there's a grenade in his mouth and they just pulled the pin and there's a bunch of explosives in the sidecar. And so yeah. um, they um, all explode. It's great. It's, it was so it amazing. Great. I was like, that was such a smart plan. Oh my God, I love it. And then Tibbet...
1: oh hang out a bunch of Nazis. Yeah,
0: fuck you. Anyways, um, Tibbet and Rosenfeld, Jacob, they start shooting from high ground because they're snipers. And um, they, uh, whatchamacallit, what am I trying to say? Um, yeah, so they're they're drawing all the Nazis out so they can get down. And unfortunately, Paul is there, but also Fafner is too. And he decided it'd be fun to shoot himself up with not one, not two, but three different serums. Because he's now going to be a super monster. So, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And the doctor who's in charge of all this is like, no, we haven't tested on the living yet. And uh, so he becomes like kind of a monster. Which this is when it got real Wolfenstein-y for me because the whole thing with Wolfenstein is when you, the games, is when you fight these Nazis, they're either like robotically or genetically mutated to be like super soldiers. So that's why it's, it's such a cool game because you're not a super soldier, you're just a, an American soldier. I mean, BJ Vlasovitz is pretty cool. He's a big dude. He's American, he's like, I'm all American, fought for freedom, and he's great. But, you know, he's just a guy. He's just a regular guy, and he's fighting all these, like, superhumans who are evil and Nazis. And so, like, that's why it's a cool video game. So this is when it got very Wolfenstein-y. And Chloe goes and tries and get Paul, and she has a really cool sequence.
1: Yeah, she does. It's awesome, because they try... Um, there's a Nazi guard who tries to tell her Paul's in a chamber, and she doesn't trust him. And then she runs away, and next thing you know, you see the guard get taken out by something. Uh-huh. And it turns out it's a like Nazi zombie. Uh, and it goes after her, and she she gets Paul. And she manages to get Paul back into the sewer, so Paul gets away safe, but she leads the zombie away from Paul. And she um, has the balls to grab a um, flamethrower, and she flames that fucker. Yeah, it's it's, great. It's great.
0: I love it. And then, of course, okay, and then, so Ford has finished putting all the explosives up, and Boyd's in the other room trying to do it. And, of course, Fafner finds him. And I I think I called this pretty early on. I was like, oh, shit. He's going to injure him so much. He's going to be mortally wounded, and he's going to sacrifice himself, isn't he? He's going to have to blow up with the rest of it. And we were like, hopefully that doesn't happen. But they start fighting. He – oh, this was so gross. Voffner starts beating him up and, and crushes the timer for the explosives. So he doesn't have a timer. Of course, I'm sure he has a backup one. Um and they he hangs him up not with a rope because like oh sorry I don't have rope with a, like a meat hook in his chest Ugh. and you're like okay yeah. so you're definitely gonna die or you're gonna have to take some serum and he ends up taking some serum so he can because Boyd comes back and then Voughtner starts throwing Boyd around and he's like ah shit so he lifts himself up off the meat hook which is really gross and the sound effects were really good and takes. <laughs> Um, the serum, and then he starts fighting Woffner, and um, finally they explode Woffner. Woffner with um, uh, it was just like Jaws because there was an oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. And yeah. up, I was like, "Smile, you son of a bitch!" I was like, "Yay, it's a Jaws throwback! Oh, that's a great yeah. movie." Um, I don't know if we'll ever do on the podcast. Uh, maybe for a summer episode, we'll do the Jaws. We can do all of them. They get increasingly worse as they go. But, um... (laughs) Yeah. So, then, uh, this was... Okay. And this was when I knew. I was like, oh, no. Because, uh, Ford's like, yeah, keep going to the next room, Boyd. And then there's a gate, and he locks it behind him. And Boyd's like, what are you doing? He's like, I was never gonna make it out,
1: man. I was like, oh, God, it's happening. And then he's also like, oh, I don't want it to land in our hands either. Which I was like...
0: That is very smart. Brittany pointed out she was like, "Yeah, because like just because you're the good guys doesn't mean you won't use it for evil." You know, nobody should have that kind of power. And um, so Boyd has to run and set the explosives.
1: Another awesome yes. scene, like because it's done in a single take. Yes,
0: and it's like he like he like turns one corner, starts going down, and then there's an explosion. So he has to change directions, and I, they choreographed it beautifully. So yeah, he runs and then. Tibbet risks his life to save Paul. And it's like, oh, so sweet. It's so cute. And he calls him, oh, shit, I wrote it down, but it was on my other phone. He calls him, he's like, who do you think you are, so-and-so? And it was a specific baseball um, guy, and he was, like, one of the longest-running, oh, god, shit, now I can't remember the baseball guy's name. But he, he played from, like, the 30s until the 60s. Anyways, he played for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, somebody who's a baseball nerd will probably know who I'm talking about. But now I, I meant to write it down I forgot. Anyways, but I Googled it because I was curious who he was talking about. But he gets shot, but it's through and through and it's on his shoulder, so it's not that bad. And um, they all survive. Well, okay, they don't all survive. Boyd survives... Chloe survives. Paul survives. Tibbet survives. Jacob survives. And that's all.
1: So yeah, you know, a large portion of the main yeah. cast though does. Apparently, yeah. in the original
0: version, only Chloe, Boyd, and Ford really fought the zombies, and there were a lot more hordes of zombies. Like yeah, we like ended up decapitating them with a giant sword. It's just interesting.
1: Um, that is interesting. But it ends, it
0: ends with them having to still keep fighting the war.
1: <laughs> yeah, which makes sense. I mean, D-Day is successful, so we do know that. Yes. And then um, when he's talking, Boyce is talking to, like, I guess, the lead commander, he does give all the credit to Ford, who, yeah. even though it was Boyce's idea, he gives the credit to Ford since Ford passed away, yes. obviously, in the act in the incident and then of course the commander is like you know we heard rumors of a laboratory was there anything of interest down there and he just is like nope nope nothing, not at nothing, all nothing at all so by the way
0: i feel like you yeah. keep saying Boyd instead of voice and i don't know why i am glad that his name is ed though because my dad's first name is ed and he's always saying there's no good ed characters they're always idiots or jerks
1: oh i feel that really. way just like in The Wolf of Snow Hollow, his bitch chick's wife is named Brittany. Mm. Yeah, it's a thing. So. <laughs> mm. But it's okay. But I'm glad that your dad has like this, like a Ed. Every time there's really a good nice. Ed in a
0: movie, I tell my dad about it. I'm like, I need to text him to watch this movie because he'd probably like it. It's a I, mm. it honestly apparently was the first Bad Robot, which is J.J. J. Abrams Company produced movie to be rated R. But other than realistic violence and language, it's not really like, there's no, like, sex in it because they stop um, rapey McRaperson. Um, but, like, it's it's not... It's just violent. But, I mean, it's war, so... It's like when I saw War Horse, the play, which was... Oh, my God. I bawled my fucking eyes out when I saw that play. Like, I really... I grew up around horses when I was a little kid, so I'm... I'm very, I very much have a soft spot for horses. And if you haven't seen War Horse, the the puppets like breathe. Like it looks like a fucking yeah. real horse. It's amazing. Yeah. I oh my God, it's it's a see Warhorse the play. I'm sure the movie's great too, but the play with the puppetry is amazing. Like people brought children to War Horse. We went into a matinee and there were like eight year olds there. And so when they start mm-hmm. having to like mercy kill horses with bayonets like there's children watching in front of me and they start crying and I'm already crying, but I'm like an adult crying and they're just like and there's this these mothers and I'm like, Why would you bring your children to a play called War Horse? So yeah, so don't let your kids watch this movie, but it's just realistic violence. Um yeah, yeah, but yeah, War Horse made me cry several times. (laughs) So I am Oh my God. It is so good though. It's so good. Everyone should see War Horse. It just it will Usually got me in the feels.
1: Usually, if it's an animal thing for me, like, I literally knew I would never watch, like, a dog's purpose, but oh, I saw the trailer yeah. and started crying, yeah, so, I like, could. I was like, yeah, like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> no, Homeward Bound makes me cry every time. I still cry. Yeah, I do, I too. still cry. Okay, oh, okay, it's Shadow, not funny. It's... Comes over the hill. Yes, he's like my Peter. Boy, Peter, my boy. Oh my god. Peter, I miss you. Oh, I miss and you so. Also, when they try to get him
0: out of the hole and he won't come, and I'm Chance not is leaving like, you.
1: I was like, yeah. <laughs> gonna...
0: <laughs> I cry from that moment until yeah. until he comes. And I, we had a golden retriever growing up and she would watch oh. that movie with us. And we always joke, Daisy has, that was my dog's name, has a crush on Shadow. Ha ha ha. Cause she this looked is. very much like Shadow. She was like a deep red golden retriever, but she looked a lot like Shadow. So,
1: this is a uh, joke in my family to this day, and only people who've seen Homework Bound understand, but every year at Thanksgiving, we still <gasps> go, turkey, 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 turkey turkey. <laughs> turkey, turkey, turkey. That is like a movie my whole family watches together. We haven't watched it in yeah. years, but we used to watch it
0: so many times. And we yeah. have, like, yeah, anyways, also Sassy is amazing. But, um, yes, but <laughs> yes, every time Shadow comes
1: over in our home and goes, I know, why? we still cry. My, so, my boy oh my god. and it just has that swelling music where it's like duh, <laughs> duh, 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 it's just like oh my duh, duh, god duh, 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 duh. it's a good kids yeah. like family movie it's a
0: wonderful movie it's a great movie so. everyone should see homeward bound the one the one with michael j
1: fox's chance okay oh, but i know we're gonna yes. wrap up on this episode um so all no! um give me some give me some good points um so you recommend this movie yes uh, anything particular standing out to you that you really liked about it, disliked about um, it? I think we we touched on the practical effects in the script. Um, I mm-hmm. think the
0: really cool thing about this movie is I went into this movie thinking it was going to be a Nazi zombie movie. But really, it's less about the zombies and more about the characters. And I think we already mm-hmm. talked about Boyce um, um, and his journey from a man who wouldn't kill a mouse to a man who has to kill a friend to save everybody else. And I like that even Ford had a development. He went from, like, a hardened survivor to almost, like, sacrificial lamb. Um, yeah. But willingly. it's kind of like Harry Potter at the end of the seventh book. Spoilers. Um, and Tibbet went from a tough guy to a man who would risk his life to save a child. And even Chloe went from, like, she was sacrificing her personal values to save her family, which anyone would do the same thing. I'm just saying. she To, like, taking revenge upon her rapists. And with a yeah. with a fucking flamethrower. And then she gets to use her vet skills to help heal the wounded afterwards. It's so cool. So everyone gets like really everyone cool. really um has a development and it's not like we're not spending too much time with everybody, but everyone has some form of development. And um the performances by the actors are just amazing. Um especially yeah. um the villain. Uh he's Fafner damn he's like the i think even taylor i think taylor might have said this he was like i like that they had a human villain yeah that it was a human villain because it's so much scarier because after all humanity can be beautiful but it can also be really scary and hitler was just a man and look at all the shit he did and terrible things so like i think it was cool that they had an actual human villain as well as the villain. As well as, like, zombies. What is there anything I didn't touch on?
1: No, I agree. Those were all my main notes. So okay. what I liked <laughs> is that I was, like... Very, uh, very brief. Like, all the characters were likable. Like, at first, I didn't know if I was going to like Tibbet, but then he grew to be likable. Yes. The characters were likable. Um, The character development seemed like a nice story arc. There was, like, a clear character mm-hmm. development for each character throughout the film. I didn't like that they killed off every character. I felt like that would have been a very easy choice to do in a war movie, is kill off most of the cast, and the fact that most of the cast made it out of life. I think I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, I love the production value. I wish that... I, I I will be honest, I didn't feel like any scene in the film quite hit the level of intensity of the first scene. Yeah. But I thought there was a lot of great scenes in the movie. I think my only kind of negative, which isn't, like, an awful huge negative, is that I just wish there was more horror yes. elements. Yes, I thought
0: this was going to be more yeah. of a horror movie and less of a war movie, so. Yeah, and then I, I wish there was a little more zombie fighting. Yeah. And cool. Like, I just, they mm-hmm. start, like, all the zombies come out. And then they explode everybody and it was kind of like I just want to see a couple shots. But I wonder if they were just like trying to make it more about people and less about zombies. So Yeah. Yeah, that was probably my and Jacob Anderson's um Southern accent being terrible. But you know what? He's grey worm <laughs> and we love him, so it's fine. We love him. I love I Fun love Jacob fact. Anderson. As a person he's really cool too because yeah. he has done um uh I don't know if anyone watches or, I don't know if you still watch it. I used to watch a lot of them. I don't really watch them that much anymore. But Game Grumps is, like, a gaming channel on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And he's guest starred on there a couple of times. And he just seems like a real cool dude. So, Jacob Anderson, you got my seal of approval. Just maybe tone down the Southern accent next time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. My, my car is named Masande. My husband's car is named Grade Worms. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <Well. laughs> we, we always name our cars, though. Before that, crash Taylor into had... Each other? No, no, they no, they did. They were uh matching Honda Civics. So, by the way, is that scene like in detail
0: in the books? And I just haven't gotten there yet.
1: No, uh, Misande is like twelve years old in the books, so oh. no, not a thing in the books. Oh, well, it's kind of sad. That was like the cutest yeah. relationship
0: in the entire movie. I mean, TV series.
1: Yeah, not 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 a thing. I mean, was it just me books. or was everyone
0: just rooting for those two? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely' it's a little anyways, we won't talk about the last season a yeah, but before
1: hell. before we go on another yes. tangent um, um, did you have a writing rating and a in um, a fun rating? Um,
0: so I gave this a seven out of ten. I thought it was really, okay. really good I almost it's close to an eight, but I think it's there's too, yeah. there's too much of a B movie to be an eight um, and I would say I would warn people I know it's, we've gotten away from warning people about how much gore there is. You know, I'd warn people, like, there's a lot of gore in it, and it might, if realistic gore freaks you out, probably maybe don't watch the beginning then. Uh, get into the yeah. movie a little bit more. Um, my fun ratings, I don't love my ratings this month, this week, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't either. Well, okay. Uh, rated N for Needles, Nazis, and Netherworld Monsters. That's probably my favorite one. Yeah. Um, but I also had rated N for No Body, No Problem.
1: Ah. Like, kind of. <laughs> I uh see yours were so much better than mine. I I the only thing I could think of was C for cameramen and churches. I think we're going with mine. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I guess it was kinda of like Nazi, Nazis, Nazis and then I was like, What the fuck other thing is going on other than Nazis in my head? I know, so, I was
0: trying to think of something better but I just couldn't like I was trying to like S for like SS officers and serums. But yeah. then I was like, ah. Oh.
1: I am gonna give this a seven and a half on my end because it's, I would almost say it was at an eight for me versus, I think the production value could have entered into an eight for me. Yeah. But I think it was just like, I liked the story. I liked it a lot. I just wish they'd done a little bit more with it than what they did. Yeah. I'm sad though that more people haven't seen this movie
0: because it seems like it's just like, I literally, I was getting my oil changed today. And we were waiting for a part to come in, so like the guy was like being really sweet. And was like, "What are you doing today?" And I was like, "Oh, it's my day off, so I got to do this." And then I I got to film my podcast later today. And he was just like, "Oh, okay." What was about? And I said about movies, and so I mentioned this movie. And he was like, "I've seen it. Is that the one where the guy's bones like get off when he slaps his head back?" I was like, yeah. "Oh, was impressive. Like, yeah, it's a good movie." And I was like, "Yeah." He's really nice. I didn't see his name tag. I don't know what his name was, but nice man at express oil change. You were cool. Um, So, uh, yeah, so, like, people who have seen this movie love it, but it's like nobody saw this movie. I remember hearing about it on, like, movie review channels, but, like, I don't really remember seeing ads for it at all. So I think maybe they didn't give a lot of advertising budget or something. Um, It just kind of makes me sad because I really, 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 really like this movie, and I wish more people had seen it um yeah i mean that's really that's 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 what i got out of it it's good i think y'all should see it
1: absolutely and i would completely agree with that and so as we close another chapter um on overlord um tell me katie what's your movie of the week for next week okay so originally uh i had it picked out to
0: do old boy uh the original korean old boy not the american remake Although I'm sure we would have touched on it. Unfortunately, I can't find it streaming anywhere right now. Which broke my heart because it is... We've, we've been talking about it since like our second episode that we're going to do an episode on Old Boy. um. So it'll have to be for a later date, unfortunately. However, I was searching HBO Max for it. And when I uh, looked in the horror section, lo and behold, I saw this little movie. It's not even a little movie. It's like an infin- infamous horror movie. Genre bending movie that I've heard about for years. It's a Japanese movie from the seventies, and it's called
1: House. <gasps> house. It's called House. Yes, or house I think also Houseu yeah. is like House. A... So it is House, but they they pronounce it as Houseu in yes. the uh, yeah. So have I've you seen, seen House before? actually? Okay, I have. Oh yeah, I've been. It, it is a dying. fucking trip. <laughs>
0: I've been dying to see it, and I was like, okay, because the other thing I was thinking about was maybe Mandy, because I was like, ooh, revenge movie, but. I don't know. I'm just feeling something trippy and fun, and I think it Black Code Star was born. Anything. So
1: <laughs> House is, uh, without giving spoilers, House is unlike anything you've ever seen. I I can promise you that. And I've seen the piano
0: scene, but that's about it. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's uh, the only thing I really know about it is it's trippy as fuck, and it's a 70s movie. It's kind of an experimental Japanese horror movie. And basically, all these girls are staying at this girl's summer house, and the house attacks them in different ways. And it's really weird. So I'm excited to watch it. Um, so yeah, and it's on HBO Max right now. So which I was surprised HBO Max has some like some like they also have Sisters starring Karen yeah. Allen, which is a, like a weird out there '70s horror movie too. So they've actually got some like outliers that i was surprised usually i only see that on like shutter or like uh like an like amazon prime or something like or criterion collection so i'm impressed i
1: think hbo max is very impressive with the forum films too um i i've seen so many great forum films on hbo max just streaming which i don't think i would have had the chance otherwise to see um so yeah if you're interested in um, unusual movies are foreign movies. Yeah, because I, that's what I was watching Rashomon on a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. And uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Kurosawa movies on HBO Max yeah, right now. There's a, mm-hmm.
0: and the only other, like, real thing I've found that has foreign films is the Criterion Collection. Um, because they actually, I don't know if they still have it right now, but they have Korean cinema, like, Spotlight, and so they have The Host and a bunch of other um, Korean movies, um, just if you kind of want to get an intro to it. But surprisingly, even I, I don't know if I got to look at and maybe that's where old boys hiding. Um, but I'm surprised that it's not streaming because it is such a popular movie. And I literally bought shutter so I could make my um, friend watch it with me because it had been on Netflix and I'd watched it on Netflix and then it was off Netflix and I was like, oh shit. And so, it was on Shudder, and so I was like, well, well, I'll be watching horror movies for the podcast, so I'm gonna go ahead and have a Shudder subscription, too. Um, so, anyways, so, Old Boy will have to wait for another time, unfortunately. But, I'm really excited about House, because, um... And there's another House. There's another House movie. This one is the 1977 one. There's another House yeah. movie that pops up, um, on, like, Prime, I think, that I haven't watched yet, but, um... It has like a hand ringing a doorbell. It's not that one. It usually has like yeah. a girl or or it's like orange. A cat. Yeah, like yeah. a cat, it's... and it's like an orange background. If you see it, Um. So, so
1: it's. I'm sorry, I keep saying no, it like I the trailer. Learn, everyone <laughs> always says
0: su but yeah, like on. HBO Max just says house in English. So yeah, I think it is house.
1: supposed to be house and then I think it's like it's just the trailer is like Japanese narration. It's like this deep voice that's like hausu. And that's mm-hmm. like <laughs> is isn't weird that as soon as you say it was Japanese, I was like ding 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 like it it's went off. House. Like I was like, Yes. Yes. yes.
0: yes. So it's just so. like cult classic. So I I think mm-hmm. we, we might do a couple more newer movies in the future, but I don't know i this one just like stuck out to me and i was like oh yay and it's got a mostly female cast which i'm kind of excited about
1: yes so, definitely
0: because yeah. even though although we did have a bit of a princess leia thing going on with chloe this week because she definitely was the princess leia of this um ish this movie AKA absolutely fights with the boys and is a badass we love Princess yes. Leia, We stand. Um anyways, I guess we're gonna say goodnight then guys.
1: Yes, yes. So um thank you guys for another beautiful week of Grand Girls Podcast. We are so happy you're here with us on this second season. Uh got a lot of great things to come. Um very excited. Uh as always, recommend movies. Um, you know, uh of course as a personal note, I hope you take this time to take a shot of water, uh keep hydrated. Um, I hope you take time for yourself today. Um, thank you for listening to us again. And Katie, I will let you um, give some closing remarks. Yeah. So,
0: all good. Just like be sure to wear your mask, wash your hands, um, get a vaccine if you can, and be nice to everybody. Yes. Please, please be nice. Yes. Guys. And you know, please. I I will say, uh, one of our mutual friends on. Um, I guess we can say her first name one of our friends Jessica said something about like, hey 30 plus year olds what did you regret about your 20s and I regretted that I hadn't taken more chances on myself so if we're going to do lessons learned this week take a chance on yourself, do something fun do it while you're young so then you can just say like, if it was a mistake just be like I was young, I made a mistake, it's all good go ahead, do it, as long as you're being safe but you know, take a chance on Mm -hmm. yourself believe in yourself, oh that's really corny guys but you know, it's fine Uh, you know what i actually
1: i love it it's not the same as the uh as the what did you learn from your 20s status um but i was watching the live action cinderella movie uh Mm. for the first time yesterday
0: warren or brandy uh
1: oh no no i'm sorry um oh god baby driver deborah um lily james lily james um Uh But they say quite a few times throughout the movie, "Have courage and be kind." I think that's a lovely oh, little sentiment. That's yeah, cute. very sweet, very sweet. We so. get sappy here on Grindhouse Girls at the end. We do. At, at the end of the day, we are two thirty-something-year-olds that uh, grew up on Disney and anime yeah. movies and *Homeward Bound*. So <laughs> *Homeward Bound*. Oh, my
0: God. I'm glad you saw that movie too because that shaped oh, my I life loved forever. It.
1: Yes. Oh my forever.
0: God. Okay. Anyways, and watch Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey because it's really good. Yes. And <laughs> it'll make you yes. cry. It's a great Thanksgiving movie because the movie ends during Thanksgiving. It is. And so yes. Then you can watch it, and then you can watch your Thanksgiving meal with your family, and go turkey, 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 turkey. It's great. Turkey, 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 turkey.
1: Yes, okay. it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> but I guess we're gonna say good night, you guys, <laughs> or good morning, whenever you're listening to us.
1: Good good afternoon, like, <laughs> like so. Show. Yes, yes, uh, and I feel like you always have a saying. Saying what saying? Oh wait, maybe do I start it's you it first? That's <laughs> Is I start? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, guys. This has been a long day. It's been an a even long longer day. week. Yes. It's a long day, long week. So, guys, as always, we still look forward to seeing you next time same spoopy time same spoopy channel yes we love you guys and stay spoopy y'all stay spoopy y'all take care have a good night good night bye katie bye Mm -hmm. bye guys
0: the grindhouse girls podcast is a production by katie dale and Brittany ray and edited by katie dale All music used is royalty free and will be in our annotations. If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, please contact us at contact us at grindhousegirlspod.com or visit our website at grindhousegirlspod.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.